0: Post some comments. and You can also call in. What's the number, Bill?
1: The phone number to call in and ask Steve questions is 615 893 1450. And let me do a happy birthday to a, a great nephew of mine, uh, Brady Edwards. I think he turned 10. And I did, I got his name right too. Yeah. Uh, Becky Golf's birthday today. Happy birthday <gasps> Becky! to Becky. We
0: love Becky. Happy birthday. I'll and text let's, her.
1: Let's all keep uh, our vice mayor, Madeline Scales Harris. In our thoughts and prayer. She's been in the hospital mm-hmm. facing a, some issues with her health, but we're praying that she, she's a fighter. She'll make it back fine.
0: Madeline Scales Harris. She is such a sweet, awesome, caring lady. She cares about Murphy Sparrow. She cares about her friends. We love you, Madeline. Get, Get well, well soon. Mm-hmm. Okay, Bill. Who so- won
1: the, who, can I have a question? Did, did Buffalo win? Can you find out? Did Buffalo win? Because I left the house. And you were out in the I park mean, lot listening on the radio, and it, and it every, was Kansas City, and it was Buffalo. It,
2: every 30 seconds it was
1: changing, and then it was Buffalo, and we got Let's get a well call in here. if you know uh, who won the game. Call in. The Chiefs. <gasps> no, they didn't. The Chiefs
2: won. The Chiefs won. Because we no, got out the Bills a just six scored. seconds left. Oh, my goodness.
1: Oh, it's
3: incredible
1: wow well see my favorite team growing up was the buffalo bills because, <laughs> tell them why bill because well my, my name is S- scott bill. i mean my name yeah. is bill <laughs> <laughs> oh and buffalo was my favorite animal so the buffalo bills naturally were my i was hoping they'd win tonight but no they oh didn't my goodness uh That's chiefs amazing. won but uh anyway uh, Let's let's get into this.
0: Let's get into our friend. I'm going to look here on, on our social media. Go to your Facebook page, Bill, Mr. Murfreesboro, uh, so we can make sure to chat with all of our people. It's good to be back in the studio tonight. is. We're live here in Murfreesboro, right off the square of the WGNS studios. So... You know, we've come got. On by. I well, to, actually, don't come on by because we won't let you in. We'll we think we, that you're somebody we've crazy. We've
1: got. I want to mention Grumps and Bonzo's Rolling Kitchen. They're they're a sponsor of the show now. Todd yes. Bond and Randy Barrett. It's a full kitchen. They specialize in wedding, catering, parties, church events, graduation. So, uh, Grumps and Bonzo's Rolling Kitchen. You'll hear their uh, advertisement here in just a minute. Bill, Thanks. way to
0: go for getting our. Um,
1: more more sponsors sponsors. bill
0: is so good at that okay so we are excited to have you so counting crows I was born in 1981 so I was coming of age in the 90s which is when counting crows was popping I love it so we want to hear the purpose of this is to hear and learn about you so that's right you were raised born and raised in Oakland California so tell us about you
2: well, that's, I mean, uh, you know, where do you start? I guess Oakland, California. Yeah. Born and yes. raised. Athletics. And raised. Band, were you an athletics? I was, okay. yeah. Still am. Um, love the A's. And um, moved here and uh, moved to, to uh, Nashville in uh, 2006. And then in 2020, uh, I moved down here to Murfreesboro. My idea was to kind of settle down and just kind of slow my life down right and i wanted to teach and play disc golf and uh ride my motorcycle around the the back roads uh big country that, for a while well shoot yeah you know <laughs> there i think uh there's a little country in me somewhere my my uh, uh mom is from was born in memphis actually but, oh nice uh,
1: but uh, that's the move mu- That's the mu- music connection right there. That your mom yeah. was born in. Memphis. That's
2: part of it. That's where it started. Yeah, uh, but uh, she was uh, then raised in Arkansas, and we went back there in 1976. I was a little kid, and uh, it was so different than Oakland, and I loved it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and so uh, I don't know. There must be something about that because when I uh, started coming down to Murfreesboro. Um I love the square. I love the the pace and the vibe. I just loved it all. And wow. like when you you did the commercial uh for uh for the local place. I mean that's what I you know. You like that stuff. I love that.
1: It's like a Norman oh, Rockwell nice. town, isn't it? Mhm.
2: It it really is. I was saying uh growing up uh when I first saw a little square in a in a small town like this. Like the first time I saw it, I couldn't believe it because mm-hmm. I'd only seen it on movies, you know, right. and like... Back to the Future. Or Back to the Future, or a quaint Christmas movie, you know, it was always good. Hallmark, like,
1: Hallmark, maybe. Well, I'm just yeah, but really.
2: And then I'm looking at that the square, and there's the, uh, you know, the clock tower, and I'm right. like, wow, that's it.
0: Mm-hmm. So, You're like, this is it. This is the yeah, movies. It exists. So what made you want to get into music when you were young?
2: Well, um, you know, I i uh, my uncle ron showed me how to do a paradiddle which is right left right right left right left left Mm -hmm. and uh, i started working on that and loving it and playing it faster and faster and before long um i could it was all i could do but i could do it really well Mm -hmm. and uh and i think i say this in the podcast and we'll talk about that i think early on It gave me great ego satisfaction to uh, impress others with my paradiddle skills. Yeah. Um, Paradiddle. What? What is that? Well, yeah. I I just paradiddle. It's a right, left, right, right, left, right, left. Okay, I got you. I got you. The the thing is, uh, I grew up. uh, You know, I was a uh, a kid in the uh, seventies, eighties, and there was such great music. And uh, I guess I just uh, the first drum set I saw. I, I just loved. I loved the whole idea of it. This the sound and and the the look, and uh, so, I guess it was just inevitable. I start playing music because I loved what they sounded like and looked like, and I could do a paradiddle.
0: That is cool. Well, obviously, you have some natural talent to to go and play on the level that you have, is obviously a big deal. So, did you go to college?
2: Well, I did, um, not well, but uh, I went. <laughs> That's to, what every Where musician we know says yeah. that. Was I that went to California? Yeah, I went to SF State. Um Steven uh, what is that? San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh and and actually before that I went to a junior college for a while that had a great music program. Mm-hmm. And uh and that was fun. I was I wasn't doing anything that I was really gonna do uh uh professionally right. in the future. I was playing like big band jazz and stuff. Nice. But I was, was learning how to yeah. read and stuff. <laughs> learned, yeah, I mean, it was not what I was interested in, but I couldn't do it, and that was challenging. And and right. I and it did, you know, it helps with time and and reading and everything, every all playing helps, you know. Right. Play as much as you can, whatever you can.
0: Yeah. So college you're doing all of that stuff like let's talk about how you got into like the first bands you played for and started getting into that world
2: yeah well I was doing that when I was in college but okay. when I was 18 I got in my first band and and I answered and in the paper and it was uh they were all in their late 20s and uh and so you know just hit the ground running and
1: what was the name of the band
2: oh uh, then the name of that band was called your face
1: <laughs> your face. Your your face. Face. Your yeah. face.
2: Yeah, we didn't go very far.
1: <laughs> um, it was like a garage band kinda. Yeah, kinda.
2: You okay. know, glorified garage band. Um uh and and I was young. I just it was the first time I'd played nightclubs or tried to record or anything. And so mm. uh so that was great for me. But what happened, you know, with, with everybody you kind of end up settling where you Kind of uh, belong and and I was probably more interested in than they were and and so I started getting in with players that were more interested in pretty soon uh, moving up. Well, yeah, and then you start playing in bands and and you know this guy and this girl and and then two bands break up and form one band and now you become part of that. So that's what I was doing in the Bay Area for a few years and then Counting Crows uh, formed. Just that kind of way,
1: y'all just kind of morphed together.
2: Well, yeah, I knew the guitarist Dave, uh, and um, uh, Adam, the singer, uh, knew another guy, and and we all knew a,
1: th- a third guy,
2: you know, right? And this guy, so knew this guy,
1: this guy knew that's that really guy. how yeah. it happened. And
0: so, you were with them from the beginning, yes, yeah, so it it's
2: like a co founder. Well, you know. Uh, there was a little Counting Crows before I got in there, but this was the lineup that kind of gelled and, and that did the first record and made the and, hits. And, you know, well, you know, um, made some of them.
1: Uh, we'll be playing them in the in the breaks too. Hey. By the way,
2: um, prior to that, there was uh, what happened. You know, Adam and Dave uh, story that not many people know. Adam uh, is the singer and Dave's the guitarist, and they were playing as a as a duo. Right and um and a guy came up to them and, and said how much he loved them and was gonna do what he could for them and 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 gave him uh, uh some inroads into uh management companies and lawyers and this and that and it was then that they decided to put a band together because they said wow they were about to do you know some label showcases and they said well let's get a band together and do it as a band right and so then they brought in the rest of us and so So that became kind of the band
1: that ended up... Y'all were in bands, not session players. You were already in some bands and then came together to create Counting Crows. Where'd
0: you do your first label session? Label session? Like, not label session, but a showcase.
2: Oh, in... uh, Wow. In the Bay Area. In fact, we did a show at a place that's no longer there called the I-Beam. And that was the first show that I remember thinking, oh, wow, because... Afterward, there were all these. Uh, it was like a, a industry sh- type showcase, and afterwards, all these people ran up to Adam the singer and started talking to him. And I was like, "Oh wow, those are the guys that, you know, you're just hoping they uncross their arms when you're playing your show." Right, <laughs> you know? right. And was they he were, like the late? Cool. Was he the later of the band? The- yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was being the '90s, like. 94 something like no, that about 91 91
2: probably. yeah and we, and then we got signed to geffen records uh, to dgc which is david geffen company it's kind of uh another version of that but we recorded the record in 92 came out in 93 and uh so
1: that was that so let's that see went. some of the songs were uh, around here that was and we'll probably hear it here in a little bit uh, Mr. Jones.
2: Yeah, Mr. Jones was a big song on the record. Yeah, uh, uh, that was the first single. Second one was Round Here. Yeah, those were good ones. Great songs. So
0: that came out when? Nineteen ninety three.
2: Ninety three. So nearly, I mean. was
0: twelve.
2: Seven. Let's see. That's right. But I was loving
0: it on like the church bus and stuff. We thought we were so cool passing. <laughs> Where the our, like,
1: roll is around. called up yonder. Oh my god. Around here.
0: Okay, Bill singing hymns, and, <laughs> and we're gonna take a quick. By the break. way, this is
1: Steve Bowman. By the way, hey,
0: Steve, not Scott. Steve, we appreciate you being here. Y'all don't go anywhere because we have lots more fun stuff when we come back.
1: All right. <laughs>
3: Regal Title provides professional closing services with their decades of experience in all types of real estate transactions. They can adapt to any situation and handle it with ease. They will be responsible for safeguarding and properly distributing all transaction funds and documents. When it comes to property rights, Regal Title will provide peace of mind that every customer deserves. You can find them at 316 West Main Street, here in Murfreesboro, or online at regaltitlellc.com, or by phone at 615-295-8042. Rhonda McCrary has been in the mortgage business for 29 years. She was voted as a favorite mortgage loan officer in the 2018 and 2019 D&J Ruthie Awards, and she's a proud member of the Middle Tennessee State University 1989 graduating class. She specializes in all types of mortgage products and takes pride in going the extra mile and personally taking care of her customers. You can visit her at 1639 Medical Center Parkway, Suite 203 here in Murfreesboro. Reach her by phone, 615-419-9193, or even apply online at loansbyrhonda.com. Grumps and Bonzo's Rolling Kitchen, a full-service kitchen specializing in wedding catering, parties, and church events. You can call them at 615-427-3972. Catch them online or view their schedule at grumpsandbonzos.com or search for Grumps and Bonzo's Rolling Kitchen on Facebook. That's 615-427-3972, grumpsandbonzos.com or Grumps and Bonzo's Rolling Kitchen on Facebook.
1: Front door like a ghost into a fog where no one notices the we on are we on air okay we
0: are back you're listening to the Mr Murfreesboro show we're listening to a little counting crows here as we have got their drummer Steve with us tonight this is exciting we have I mean, Bill, we love you. You're a celebrity. Well, I, I, we I have. have a g- legit how did this
1: get started? Celebrity
0: with us tonight. We're excited. <laughs>
1: we we're going to talk about how this all started. So we've only known each other what two weeks,
2: probably. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you how. Uh, you put some pictures on Facebook that I just loved. They were pictures of Murfreesboro in the snow.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you see those? Those were great, Bill. I'm glad you posted likes, those. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Really, uh, like drone pictures, you know, captured. Now, I all. may have stole the. No, you probably kidding. did. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't imagine you went up there and took them. Um, yeah, I did it. No, well, I didn't okay.
1: do it. I tried to give credit, though.
2: Well, they were beautiful pictures. And, and <laughs> the thing is, when I saw those pictures, I realized I felt pride for Murfreesboro. And nice. I'm just like, well, where do I get off having pride for this town I've been in a year and a half? But mm-hmm. but I do. I, I love it. I feel like... Uh, you know, I bought a house here. I'm I'm committed. I'm right. going to be here. And uh, and so I started following you on, on Facebook, and I saw that you kept putting up all these pictures of, like, Murfreesboro from back in the day and all these interesting things. That's and I was cool. like, man, I got... And so I thought, I got to hook up with Mr. Murfreesboro, because I want to know more about Murfreesboro. Right.
0: <laughs> Bill so. knows so he can remember history it honestly amazes me he can't remember what i told him five minutes ago yeah. but anything about murfreesboro do what or somebody's yeah. like sports stats he could remember which is awesome
1: yeah he's uh, like the
0: battle of
4: murfreesboro
2: happened at 7 a.m rain, at-
1: rain man the movie was about me no, I'm kidding. yeah oh my gosh.
2: well the stuff i love i mean uh you know of course there's so much amazing uh civil war history here. Oh yeah. But what I love is more uh, the common stuff like uh, you know, when I was 10 I used to ride my bike down to here. yes to get this to,
1: yeah, ride down Broad Street. We would ride over to Riverview from out Braver Road. Uh, my buddies had a basketball, go at their parents' house on Riverview Drive. and we literally David and I, my younger brother, would would ride down Braver Road onto Broad Street. Now think about this. And then we would go down Broad, All the way either to Thompson Lane or we'd take a – somehow we'd make it to Rearview Drive, cutting through yards and stuff. (laughs) And Parents would call – or this is before cell phones. they they call my grandparents who lived over here on Sawyer Drive. Uh, Have you seen Bill or David? We would just take off and go. But that was back (laughs) in the days when you could get on your bike and just take a ride and go wherever. I mean, you're not going to do it now.
2: Well, no, but that's what I mean i don't, I don't I'm not gonna know that part of town, and you you do so that you know
1: innocent I'm, stuff yeah,
2: also when i'm talking I was saying you know what was it like getting to Nashville back you know when you're at
1: it was easier right. getting to Nashville, michael and jackson uh listeners it, it, it was easier to get to Nashville than it was to get across town here recently, the way the drivers are the worst drivers in the world are in Nashville, this area, yeah. Especially if it's snowing, if they're calling for snow or whatever. Um,
0: so anyway, back in well, the day, you didn't have 20 wait. No,
1: I can remember there was no interstate. You had to go right. down Broad Street, which is Murfreesboro Road. Murfreesboro Road. Go go that way. And there was also Old Nashville Highway, which was before my time. Old Nashville Highway used to go uh, from Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Laverne. Yeah. And then pick up on Broad Street into Nashville. The Dixie Highway, where Old Nashville Highway is, used to come up. Oh, National Highway was part of the Dixie Highway. It crossed over there where Toots is, that crossway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Broad Street was part of Dixie Highway. It would go under the the bridge over Broad, and then it would hook around where that uh, roundabout is. What College Street was the Dixie Highway. Yeah. So the Dixie Highway would go right through town. And the way you would go to Florida back in the day, you would go down Manchester Highway. That was the way. Or you could go down 231 on Church Street, where it was two lanes. I bet it took you
0: forever. Through Shabbable, <laughs> through
1: Huntsville, through Birmingham, down to the Gulf Coast. Yeah.
0: Through, uh, what's his name? Chestnut Ridge. Al Capone Ridge. At Eagle. Yeah,
1: Al Capone. Well, the, it's known that the uh, gangsters... Murfreesboro is like halfway between Miami and Chicago. So Al Capone... if if you ever been to Swanee, there's a restaurant in there called High Point.
0: Have you been to High Point? You
1: need I to go. Know. You
0: have to go. It's so, one, it's, it's a delicious. A house.
1: It, it was built in the 20s for his mistress. Uh. And uh, it's got uh, trap doors. And when you go in there, there's a little picture of Al Capone. and they, But he built it as a rest spot. And then he could hook up with his mistress. I hate to say that, hook up with his mistress. But uh, he would stop there and on his way to Chicago and to in miami so he was going to miami for you know to chill back to chicago for business uh, and then gangsters like john dillinger and other gangsters would come here i've been told i don't know if it's true like that they would go to city cafe they would hang out around this area hmm. on their way to chicago detroit different places so you know judy garland's Families yeah. from here. You tell me that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. We have a comment. I was funny. Hello, Alan Farley. Here we go. I was thinking. Go. I was like, Alan Farley would really enjoy this conversation, up. and he is a fan of the show and a friend of ours. But he says, "Round here, my favorite great lyrics."
4: Oh,
1: and yeah. Alan Thanks, Farley
0: Alan. is the election commission
4: commissioner. Hey, commissioner. Head honcho.
1: Yes. Oh, of the well. election commission. He's so old he's good guy, and go he and is. Alan he's listening. one
0: of these old murveesboro guys Could speak and he ways? likes <laughs> counting crows thanks alan
1: i want to hear some stories from you yes i want to hear what's the coolest story uh saturday night live y'all did saturday night live tom hanks was supposed to be the
2: yeah it was uh it was supposed to be tom hanks uh, and funny thing was that i went to high school at skyline high school in oakland california and that's where tom hanks went oh wow. really and so i thought that's crazy Cause uh, we're gonna do Saturday Night Live, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go up to him and say, "Hey, man, you know we... Anyway. Well, he pulled out for some reason, and they brought in Sarah Gilbert. Who is that? Yeah,
0: that's from Little House. Or she? Was- that's
2: no, Melissa no. Gilbert. That's Melissa I know, Gilbert.
1: That's- okay. Who is she? Let's Google really that. Can you find cool. out, Jackson? Who is well,
2: Sarah I Gilbert? Mean- she was the daughter on a show called Roseanne with Roseanne. Bob. Oh,
0: yes. I love Roseanne. The show was great. And
2: the da- And she's very cool. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Gillis, she's the dark-headed one. I think so. I, I don't remember the show much. But, I mean. She Did
1: you meet Lauren Michaels? I bet he was pretty cool. Or you were there when Chris Farley was there. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, Mike Myers. Mike Myers was there.
2: David Spade uh, It was just. I mean, whenever you look at the cast of uh, Saturday Night Live, it's always a bunch of stars. And. They, so sure yeah. it was you know it's like oh you know the first time we, we walked in uh the first time we walked in there was they were rehearsing something and and it was like i'm like oh man the, you know i recognize the voices and the faces that are talking right in the awesome. same room as me it's like whoa that's
1: kinda, that's cool so. and what was it like uh opening up for the rolling stones didn't you know yeah that was being on the cover you're on the cover of rolling stones
2: yeah they're different things you know bro no (laughs) (laughs) okay uh, scott uh no uh yeah the stones tour was amazing that was kind of uh as big as it ever got was it the babylon tour no it was the uh uh it was called uh what was it called
1: 1994 it was called the uh
2: what was it called we're gonna find out the stones tour i i have a a t-shirt at home i think that says it uh anyway they're
1: still rocking and rolling i still can't believe that i
2: know unbelievable i'll tell you it was at a time when uh because one of the one of the dates we were on was mick jagger's 52nd birthday
1: and he's like 70 he's close to 80 now or he's 81 something like that yeah
2: so what what was it called do you remember jackson trying to
1: find Jackson's yeah. Googling. Was it the 94 uh i know I they had a babylon i, I can't that believe i can't remember they that. played at vanderbilt it was 91 or 92 because yeah, bill wanna... walker and i went to the show yeah and they had a huge dragon that came out in the middle yeah and uh
2: well i mean everything is so over the top and that's what was so interesting was that when we did it they had three stages and these stages like filled the entire center field you know mm-hmm. and uh, one was being used one was being set up one broken down what you got uh the
4: voodoo lounge tour yes it was the voodoo, voodoo lounge, L-
2: tour. lounge tour so
1: you went how many cities did y'all do oh man i can't remember
2: but it was three weeks to, all told
1: so probably 15 different maybe uh, more
2: well you know we did four nights at uh at giant stadium i was gonna so. say did you
1: go to madison's have you ever played what's the coolest place you played do you think man uh, main well. street here in Murfrees. i'm no, just kidding yeah
2: <laughs> i mean there there's cool places and then uh there's big places but or I both would, i would say that you know growing up uh in the bay area where i did in oakland uh in san francisco there's a theater called the warfield it's basically our Ryman, okay. right right and Playing the Warfield for me growing up, you know, the first time I saw a show was the Warfield. And mm-hmm. like, so um, that was the biggest, you know, like just felt like everything is right in the world. That's you so know? cool. And I'm sure uh, your
0: family was like so excited. Yeah. And-
2: yeah. Um, you know, doing bigger shows are always so awkward and, and, uh, uh, uh jostling that it's not something you enjoy in the moment like but that was like nice. the stone store was more like you'd enjoy it later mm-hmm. talking about it but right. it was just too big to kind of fathom while you're doing it you're always just kind of pointed in one direction you busy
1: waiting and then you're going over here and now you're the show and then you're back you know mm-hmm. did you meet the guys i mean did, were yeah you, you know they you were like who's the coolest stone was it mick jagger or what about bill Wyman? rest but, in peace he, he he just passed away he he was a drummer Oh, oh, Wyman, right? Yeah,
2: Bill Wyman was the old bassist. He was uh, the bassist. Well, um, Charlie. W- who's Charlie the, Watts? Charlie Watts. I'm sorry. Just yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we uh, toured with with a lot of bands that we hardly ever saw off stage, like never hung never, out or whatever. Yeah, like one of the there was this band Midnight Oil. We went out with once. Uh, Part of like him. One of the first. The bands, beds burning or something. Yeah, beds are burning. One of the first bands we toured with. I was so excited. I loved them, but. We shook their hands on the first night and shook their hands on the last night. That was it. Really? But the Stones were totally different. Of cool. all bands, they were like, wanted us to hang out with them. That's
1: oh, cool. cool. How nice. It was
2: crazy. I mean, they would invite us in to their uh, dressing room and, uh, you know. Not did you ever see
1: Tina Turner hanging out? out? Never did.
0: That's random.
1: Well, uh, Tina Turner, I mean, she she and uh, Mick Jagger, They made. I think they did a movie oh. together.
0: Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, we'll see. Will. My so name's Bill. On the not Will. Like, well, My name's Bill. The... So we have a question. William Walker says, "Did the Counting Crows play at the Viper Room in the early '90s?" Yeah. How was that? How fun?
2: Yeah, that was uh, um, that was uh, interesting because the Viper Room. I don't know if you know the Viper Room. It's, it's a, River mm-hmm. Phoenix. It's yeah. yeah. And it's super small. Right. So. Uh, doing a show like that is kind of one of those weird things, but uh, yeah, lot of
1: celebrities hang out there, didn't they?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a, a hang. In fact, one night I was there, and I uh, there was a drummer that I recognized sitting at the bar, and I didn't, um, I didn't really want to say any talk about drumming, <laughs> so I went up. I went to get a drink and I ended up kind of right by him and we made eye contact and I kind of waved and he kind you, of waved. you knew who he was. I knew who he was. He didn't know who I was, right? Uh, but I knew who he was. Right. And, uh, and, and so I was just kind of, you know, uh, didn't want to talk to him. And, uh, and uh, I went back and sat in the corner and uh, a friend of ours was there talking and all of a sudden there's an chad smith from the red hot chili wow he looks like uh will ferrell he does yeah he's super tall (laughs) yeah but but i i saw a friend of ours gina was over talking to him and i said oh she's gonna pull me over there and i thought i'm trying not to talk to drummers tonight (laughs) and she said hey steve come on over and so i went over and met him and and he was so nice uh they put uh, on a good show
1: too yeah Yeah. i've never seen i've seen them
2: but he was so, not- he said, uh, he was really tall, he leaned down, he said, my wife and I really like your record. And I was like, oh, nice. oh my goodness.
1: Chad Smith said, that's y- cool.
2: Yeah, I thought he was going to be a big bruiser. He was super cool. And uh, it was great for me because uh kind of opened me up, uh, uh, you know, I didn't, uh, I needed that at that point. It made you right. feel good.
1: Yeah. 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 That's cool. Well. So a-
0: <laughs> I'm thinking of like 90s music. Now, did you ever go to, what's the tour in Atlanta? It was Rockfest, I think. They had a big fest in Atlanta. Did Counting Crows do that?
2: Man, I can't, I can't remember. I do remember playing Atlanta, but I don't remember where. Um,
1: you
0: don't know. Do you know? Oh, my God. Have you I'm been really to
1: Bonnery? Sure. Um, No. Or the no. Count Crows.
0: Remind me when we go off air to tell you something about someone else. We right. discuss that off air. I'm like, I don't know if I just say it off
2: yeah, air. Yeah, my last story kind of sunk too because I couldn't say what the first drummers told me, which
1: was so gross. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Afterwards, our after show. Or oh, the Count Crows, do you think they'd ever get back together? I don't, we don't have to They with, are together. You know, oh they, they never are.
2: broke up. They never broke up. They were
1: uh. able to get on fine without me. Okay. Well,. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, just,
2: right. I think it was the Black Crows that broke up. That's the probably Black what Crows. you're referring to. Who's that late
1: to? singer who was married to Gody Holmes' daughter? Uh, <laughs> Robert. Oh, I can't remember his Chris name. Right. But Chris obviously, Ro- Kate, Hudson. Bla- Kate Hudson. Kate yeah. Hudson. Uh, what is his name? Chris Meredith. Robinson. Chris Robinson. Something yeah, like the Black Crows. Yeah.
0: Christopher Robinson, Winnie the Pooh. That's what Winnie, I'm the,
1: Pooh, <laughs> Winnie <laughs> the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Oh, wait, wait. I'm sorry,
0: Steve. We didn't, you know, who you gotta knows be what we're talking here, about. Y'all. So, okay, let's talk more about you and your journey. I mean, to me, it sounds like, did it all kind of happen fast for you?
2: Well, I mean, uh, I, I guess uh, it happened pretty quickly uh, with the band, once the band was together. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it seemed like it took a long time to get there. Right, I'm sure it did. And but, so now...
0: You are like, you've done all these cool things, been to all these cool places that people that are musicians just literally dream about. And now you're in Murfreesboro. So what, tell everybody what you're doing now. Well, yeah.
2: um, You know, I I just turned 55 and uh, I'm not aspiring anymore. I'm Mm -hmm. not. Uh, and by that, I mean in a healthy way. Right. <laughs> um, there was a time when I felt like I needed to live in Nashville. I needed to be in Music City, and I needed to be connected. And right. And I don't feel that anymore, uh, which is great. Right. And what I was really hoping to do was kind of decompress, come down to this beautiful, quaint town, and be a part of it. And to do that, I opened a little teaching studio at my house. And it's called Murfreesboro Music Lab.
0: Murfreesboro Music Lab. And you're teaching drumming.
2: I'm teaching drumming. And I also work with, um, uh, you can go to the website. It's Um I work with uh, mainly drummers because I am a drummer. Right. But I'm happy to, I work with bands sometimes and with uh, guitarists, bassists, keyboards. Anyone who's playing music in, you know, pop music, music. Uh, uh, not what about the cello well you know that's (laughs) the electric cello it's a good question because i really couldn't help anybody with a cello (laughs) i don't know anything about it so Uh, you're here to teach and to share what everything you've learned well you know um i uh i'm i'm grateful to uh Have a little what we call mailbox money coming in Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, from songwriting. Yeah. Okay.
2: And so between that and and teaching drum lessons, I can have an easy, comfortable life in a beautiful little town, and and that's all I want to do. There, you know, when I was younger, I I probably would have felt like I had to be in L.A. or had to prove something.
0: Well, that's what I was going to ask. Do you miss being in L.A. and places like that?
2: I really don't. Yeah. No. L.A.
0: is intense.
2: Well, you know, it's uh, yeah. Uh, all those big cities are intense and, uh, you know, that's where things happen. Right.
4: It's <laughs> true.
0: That's cool here, though, because we're so close to Nashville and, you know, so many cool things happening there. But and I'm Memphis, sure that too. teaching and doing that is super
2: rewarding, I would think. Well, you know, I discovered at a certain point I liked helping others. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really took me a long time.
1: Being a servant, being yeah. a service to others—that's that's a well, good thing.
2: You know, uh, I was uh, might have been talking to you about it. You know, like it when you help someone get an old woman get peanut butter from the top shelf of the grocery store. You know, that gives you energy. It feels good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I discovered I liked uh, doing that as much as I could, and. Uh, So my way to do that is to teach.
0: Well, I love that. And I love hearing you say that you have pride for Murfreesboro because I'm kind (laughs) of like that, too. Being from the town that I'm from in Mississippi, you know, it's such a cute town. So much history and arts. It's wonderful. And everywhere else, I kind of compared to that. And then coming to Murfreesboro, being here almost five years, everybody was so welcoming I work for the city. I'm in the community and I just love it. And I'm like you. I feel a pride for it. And I feel like it's my home now, which is good. So yeah. that's a nice. I feel I want, I don't want to live somewhere where I don't feel that.
2: Yeah. And Nashville is an amazing town for a lot of different things. Right. right. Mm-hmm. But it's a little harder to feel, for me to feel con- connected. Right. Kind of feels like a swirl that's just, you know, just that's going on. Yeah. T- no matter what you do, so right. I don't know.
0: well, good. well, you're here in Murfreesboro, so we're happy that you're here.
1: We are, and
0: we will claim you. oh, we don't we're not going for a break. Okay. Not yet, Jackson, don't go anywhere Jackson's we got few... trying to get rid of. Us. I know what's the deal here? What's up, Jackson? We've got a few more minutes. So what about your family? Do you have children? Where are your yes. parents, sisters, brothers?
2: Everyone is on the west coast. Okay. Um, except for my my family. I was married for twenty two years, and actually, we're still married but uh we're not together jen uh uh, lives in dixon and so when we sold in nashville we each uh uh, we split the money 50 50 and each put down payments in different cities our son is 23 and he went to murfreesboro uh, he went to mtsu for a while Mm -hmm. Uh, and now he's living up in nashville our daughter is 20 and she's in nashville too so are they musicians ben is yeah Olivia is more of an a artist, a, a, a painter, and drawer. Gotcha. But, nice.
0: Uh, That's fun for young people to be in Nashville like that. Yeah. Especially if they can have their parents close. That's nice. Yeah.
2: Especially if there's uh, laundry with yeah. them. Oh laundry.
1: <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Well, so family's here, Sorry. and do you have siblings? or? Yeah,
2: I have a twin brother. A, a twin, twin brother.
0: Bro- Where is he? In my t- Oakland.
2: My twin brother, Mike, is in uh, Medford, Oregon now. Okay. What's he doing so, in Oregon? Well, he's uh, working up there. He works uh, for the transportation company in that, uh, works for their bus company. Mm-hmm. Working out different routes and helping people take different nice. routes. So Cool. Yeah. Does uh, little commercials for the TV up there you know
0: oh well so. good so did your parents think you were crazy when you were like I want to be a drummer
2: well I think so but they were also very helpful they were very uh, uh, supportive uh, you know if I couldn't make my money at the end of the month they were helpful with that and um, and also uh, my mom is a singer and mm-hmm. uh, uh, she was uh, a in the, in the choir but also sang with the uh, San Francisco Symphony Chorus. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I think she kind of uh, uh, was able to live vicariously through it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they were always, uh, they were not into the type of music I played at all. Right. They were into classical. So Mm -hmm. there was that. Now, do you
0: like classical as well? I love it.
2: You know, I don't listen to as much of it, but I, I love it. I don't focus on it, but I love it when it's in the background. Mm -hmm,
0: Right. I know musicians. It's funny because my parents, I grew up listening to a lot of 60s music with my mom, especially. Uh And I'm super grateful for that because, I don't know, I feel like it opened me up. Because back then, there wasn't Radio Disney. There wasn't all that stuff. So I listened to what my parents listened to. And so I'm assuming, like, your influences, you mentioned earlier,
2: 70s. Yeah.
0: Like, who are some of your favorites?
2: Uh, Well, see, I was raised on... uh, Amazing, like AM radio pop rock songs, you know. So, I mean, Elton John, Jim mm-hmm. Croce, all those like. Uh, you know.
1: He was from the uh, San Diego, I think. They had yeah, a bar it? called Croce's, yeah, um, like no. off Catalina, probably.
2: But, but one time, I'll tell you, uh, Counting Crows, we got some shows with uh, Bob Dylan. Nice. And so we were, we were gonna do those, and uh, and I told my brother, I said, Hey, we're doing some shows with Dylan and he goes wow oh I'm sorry I told my folks first and then they called my brother and my brother called me and said what's going on I said yeah we're doing some shows with Dylan he goes yeah I didn't think you were playing with Bobby Darren like Mom said. <laughs> that's no. a Bobby, Bobby Darren. Yeah, you Who know. oh was a gosh. he
1: was a big act at one time. Yeah, I said
2: Bob Dylan. My mom mixed oh, it I up with Bobby. a guy like Bobby Darren, completely different and like twenty <laughs> right. years
1: earlier. Yes, that's
0: something up. my mom would do. She'd be like, "That's oh, amazing. It's a Bobby
1: yeah. Darren. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Bobby, Bobby Darren and a full of cello." <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you have, I mean, this is just so cool. I know our listeners would could listen all night about you playing Viper Room. And do you have any like crazy Tell stories story. for us? Give
2: us a Goodness good story. Give us something
0: crazy that's radio
2: appropriate. Wow, yeah, that's hard to uh, kind of uh, get on that razor edge. Uh, of, or it could
1: be with a celebrity. It could be uh, you, 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 just whatever you want to talk um, about.
2: Well, you know, one one of the funny things that happened with uh, uh, with Counting Crows was that we got to be on David Letterman, uh, mm-hmm. and on the episode we were on we didn't know we just showed up you know but madonna was wow. was on the episode
0: oh nice
2: and i don't know if you remember but back in that time she kind of flipped out on letterman and that's if right if you remember Did yeah she She swore know. like 25 times she was insulting him she said she wasn't going to leave the show she was just going to stay there the whole night so we're sitting back there thinking oh, we're probably not going to get on and then finally some crew guys lifted her chair and lifted her off stage. They no. lifted her off stage and the, the crowd went crazy. They loved it. It was it was anyway. I'm gonna have to Google this. But, so we were on we were the musical
1: guest guest of that show. No way. Hey, we need to we need to YouTube that.
0: Yes, we do. So what was Ma- well, I'm gonna say what was Madonna like Sound like she was crazy. She well, was
1: kind of a witch, wasn't she? I don't know. Um, it one time,
2: probably never really. I, I never knew her well enough to know if she was a witch. Or not.
1: <laughs> I'm the wicked witch. But the, the one
2: thing that was weird was that just before we went on, she was sitting there and she was very dejected. She didn't like the way it had gone. It had gone terribly. Uh huh. And there was a woman that was kind of petting her hair, saying, "I think it
1: went well." And I heard her say.
2: I should have gone with the material. And I was like, wow, this is so bizarre. This and then we should have wrong.
1: gone with the b- material. In other words, she went yeah. out on her own. He
2: wrote her some material and she didn't go with it is what I think.
1: And then they, she got mad and started dogging him. She started it's talking. hard to do. Letterman, I mean, he's and like he's, Teflon. I mean, you,
2: Well, and he's funny. He's hilarious. Right. Mm-hmm. And and if you watch his show, you'll see she tried to like get on top of his. Uh, and you can't. Mink yeah
0: oh my gosh i have to google that yeah. i don't know that yeah show but that Before is crazy especially that's cool i mean one of the biggest celebrities of like our time yeah
1: yeah that, definitely that
2: was part of it it's like oh that's bizarre mm-hmm. well, did you
1: know murfreesboro used to be the mecca as far as concerts murphy right? center mm-hmm. i saw elvis and he came here in You're 74 that. yeah i was nine years old he didn't give me a scarf.
2: I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> what?
1: He was known for like you go up there and he'd give you a scarf. You know, all the women loved him. I've got some bootleg. Yeah,
2: didn't you have to be a, like a, a well, hot, a hot middle age? Yeah, you
1: got to be a chick together. But anyway, yeah, I, I've like, got <laughs> some. Get away, kid. I've got some bootleg. uh A friend of mine gave me. It's a. It's. It was a cassette from the concert of '75. Wow. And he goes, I want to thank all of you people in Murfreesboro. But we're fixing to take a break, right, Michael? And we'll come back.
0: Yeah. We're going to take a quick little break and we will be back. Don't go anywhere.
3: Rhonda McCrary has been in the mortgage business for 29 years. She was voted as a favorite mortgage loan officer in the 2018 and 2019 D&J Ruthie Awards, and she's a proud member of the Middle Tennessee State University 1989 graduating class. She specializes in all types of mortgage products and takes pride in going the extra mile and personally taking care of her customers. You can visit her at 1639 Medical Center Parkway, Suite 203 here in Murfreesboro. Reach her by phone, 615-419-9193, or even apply online at loansbyrhonda.com. Grumps and Bonzo's Rolling Kitchen, a full-service kitchen specializing in wedding catering, parties, and church events. You can call them at 615-427-3972, catch them online or view their schedule at grumpsandbonzos.com or search for Grumps and Bonzo's Rolling Kitchen on Facebook. That's 615-427-3972, grumpsandbonzos.com or Grumps and Bonzo's Rolling Kitchen on Facebook.
0: Okay. This is. I just want to sit here and jam. We're back. To Mr. That was Murphy's in a movie. Show.
1: It wasn't a movie. Yeah, that's your band, Lucci, Lucci, Loose, Loose, Loose. <laughs> hey, come on, Scott. Tell hey, me again. Hey. <laughs>
0: you, you oh my gosh
1: Pronounce it. in hey, now, So
0: loose. Tell us about Loose.
2: Oh, uh, Loose is a great band. Uh, uh, I uh, did the first record, and then they went out and toured. And this song did really well on radio, and, and it was in two big movies. And then the second record, I joined the band, and I said, and we toured it for a year and a half. And that had a song called By a
1: Dog that did very well. Yeah, um, two, two, two movies, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, Good Day was that yeah, song. Yeah. And then another uh, movie, 13, Going on 30. Yeah. Those
0: are two of my movies.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember which one
2: of them has Jennifer Garner in it.
0: 13 going on 30. All right.
2: That's the one where I saw uh, uh, she's in the bathtub with with cucumbers on her
1: eyes, Uh and they play the song.
0: Okay. So that's where it is. How fun. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Hey, let's thank the sponsors again real quick. Please do. Because without our awesome sponsors, sponsors,
0: we could not do the show and have cool people like Steve Mm -hmm. on here with us. That's (laughs) right.
1: So we've got a new sponsor, Grumps and Bonzo's Rolling Kitchen. Todd Bond, and Randy Barrett. It's a full kitchen specialized in weddings, parties, church events, graduations. So be looking at uh, for them around town. Uh, if you need a financing, anything to do with financing, call Rhonda McCreary with Iberia Bank here in town. If you need new wheels or new tires, Mitch Robinson at Wheelworks Works here on South Church Street. And... Uh, if you need to buy or sell anything to do real estate, me or Meredith Thomas will be glad to help you. The Thomas Wilson team here with parts with over twenty-five years of experience of helping nearly a thousand people buy and sell real estate. Right there, we go.
0: Awesome, and we want to thank everyone who listens and comments on Facebook. We love y'all.
1: We do, and all
0: the texts we get during the week about the shows is always so fun.
1: This is my favorite part of the of the weeks when we have these shows when we can all come together have fun because there's so much negativity out there you know when we can tell stories we may have somebody calling in but uh i'm just glad you took the time uh for us to reach out to get well, to know it. it's all about relationships networking it's not uh yeah yeah it's not what you know it's who you know
2: well like i said i feel like being on the mr murphy's burrow show is like being in induct, uh inducted as a townsperson. Well, you are a townsperson That's now. Right. I've,
0: now I you're appreciate official. It.
1: Well, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, I, I, tell it,
0: me again the. I'm going to put it on here the Moo Oh, it's a
1: uh, Moo Lab.org.
2: How do you spell it? Uh, M-U-M-U-L-A-B. M-U. Stands for Murfreesboro Music Lab. Love it. Dot org. .org. Dot then the thing I'm doing now that also kind of got us in touch was uh, I got this podcast I'm doing for aspiring musicians. It's called Letters to an Aspiring Musician, and the third episode just came out. You can find that at, um, where, wherever Twitch. you find a podcast. mm mm-hmm.
0: um, <laughs> Where are you doing your podcast out of? Your house? Yeah. Okay. Yep.
2: Yeah. Um, and, uh... It's, uh, it's not quite like uh, a regular podcast where you kind of go on forever and do something every week or every day. This is, um, this is 10 episodes that are all geared towards an aspiring musician. And it's basically... Local musician? Well, no, it's what I'm trying to... Well, sure, local or, or anyone. But what I'm trying to do is uh, take what I learned in my 30-year career and kind of get it down to the information that would help an 18 year old or a 20 year old or a 30 year old that just wants to start playing music right um it's cool but there are certain things i discovered in my journey that are important if you want to be a professional musician and so i'm trying to hone those down to 10 specific episodes that will maybe save
1: some time or pain or Kind of like, don't do what I did. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, yeah. Or do do this, but don't do but that. But that's
2: the thing. Do what I did here, but not what I did right. here. Right. But I always come back to, really, what I'm trying to do is not really tell anybody what to do, but just say what I saw. Mm-hmm. and Your experience. This is my experience. Do whatever you want. You know, um, one of the things I, just one of the uh, the things to talk about is singing background vocals. Talking, you know. So many great drummers, bassists, guitarists, keyboardists um, can sing and don't choose to, and yet by singing and by working on it, you can actually develop a skill that uh, helps makes, you out. Yeah. Well, sure. Now you got two things you're doing for the diversity. band: diversity makes, makes you indispensable if you're if you're singing enough. But but knowing that and then knowing how to do it. How would you start learning? to sing background vocals what's important mic technique and stuff like that i mean there's did you sing did you do yes okay you did yeah cool be, um and i talk about that too i didn't always do it well um and it was actually an artist here in nashville sarah buxton um who uh she gave me the the uh, words she wanted me to sing background vocals and she left a lot of the words out and so I what she wanted was for me to just accent these words and I was like wow and when I did it it sounded so much cleaner and natural yeah. yeah I'd been trying to you know do whatever you know I'll just sing what you're singing only a little a third higher you know right. mm-hmm. and uh, so with when I was playing with her I really got into her voice was amazing and so I really got into trying to match the timbre and lilt and timing of her voice perfectly and once i realized how good that sounded <laughs> uh, i started trying to do it with all the singers and you know um i also mentioned if you're a female musician um, you might be able to hit parts with a female lead band that no one else can hit you mm-hmm. know and uh then you really are indispensable you know if right. you're touring with a female artist and you're the only one that can sing the yes the the background parts on the record you Mm -hmm. know so
0: well i'm sure that gosh especially with mtsu right here having someone with your background and your experience would just be invaluable to them and also an an inspiration like okay well this guy did it
1: well mtsu's got one of the best recording industry management schools in the country yeah there's one in maryland i think or virginia us and then maybe one in california but this is known
2: Oh, I know. I I haven't uh, reached out. I live two blocks from MTSU. I can walk over there, yeah. I mean, I really haven't uh, done any inroads into their music program, and and I'm excited to because I know it's right there Mm -hmm. uh, next door, and I know it's good. They just built, like, some new studio. Jackson, you work over there probably. Yeah.
0: What Uh, studio is it?
1: So they have um, studios D and E were moved from the Azelle building to the old Parking Services building. Um, and they've gotten much bigger. They have like separate tracking rooms, and they're like a it's, lot, like, a big lot nicer than yeah. the old ones. Cool. So. Yeah. That was Jackson, by the way, one of our producers. Y'all don't ever hear him. producer he Jackson. <laughs> producer Jackson.
0: That's cool. Because so. when I did that, I didn't see all the recording stuff. I saw we, you know, I was doing the journalism and TV side, but all that fun recording stuff. And then Reba McIntyre's coming over for the day and cool stuff. I'm thinking, dang Hanging it, out. I miss yeah.
2: Reba.
1: That's wild.
2: So you went to MTSU. I did. How great uh-huh. I See?
0: finished my degree there. That's what got me to Murfreesboro, and I didn't leave. So oh, that's
2: great. Here I am. Well, they're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> she, Murfreesboro's um, lucky to have you. That's
1: well,
0: right. Well, thanks. It, that's what's so fun about.
1: I'm surprised she's still here. You know. know what I mean?
0: I got sucked in, and yeah. you know, and then met Bill, and
1: <laughs> Bill and Mayor but, just well,
0: welcomed me in, and
1: I want to tell Mayor, Mayor, this is going to be your uh, drum teacher.
0: Does Meredith want to learn drums?
1: She, we've been talking about it. We're talking about <laughs> starting. I'm going to learn how to play the tub, the tub, and then she's the tub drums. Wow. Oh,
0: oh, nice. Steve's like, oh, okay. God, what the
1: washboard? <laughs> washboard? I have Spoons. one. Spoon. Sweet, oh, fantastic. <laughs> but no, she really does. Uh, yeah. if, what's the difference between just playing drums and like electric drums? Which one would you recommend?
2: well it depends on where you live because electric drums the benefit is you can play them with headphones and you can play them softly Mm. and you can get all kinds of different sounds i personally prefer acoustic drums yeah
1: but thank you for your time what a pleasure Uh, oh sorry yeah
0: i guess i'm hearing the music jackson's over here turning the music up on us Steve, it has Uh, been a pleasure. There's so many stories that we couldn't get to tonight and all kinds of cool stuff. So that just means you're going to have to come back.
2: Well, we'll do it.
0: On the show. And we appreciate all of y'all listening. We are happy to be here. And we will be back next week. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week. buying michelin tires simpler i'm Allison mitchell with buds tire pros we offer a straightforward approach to service including nationwide warranties with every purchase stop in today to see our full lineup of michelin and bf goodrich tires for whatever you drive michelin and bf goodrich have a tire to fit any need buds tire pros hassle-free guaranteed we're located on east main street exactly three miles from the town square one mile past rutherford boulevard visit us online at budstireprostn.com